0: Welcome back to the Light Point Podcast. It's CG here, of course. And today <laughs> we have the lovely, the illustrious, the <laughs> wonderful. Bye! Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Bye. Oh my god, hey. Hey girl. How are you? I'm so happy. Like, yeah. I came in town <laughs> um to see you. Yes. And I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a couple episodes. I said, I need to be on it. Period. Period. It's actually my voice, by fire. What have you thought about the episode so far? So good. I feel like I've been able to take away something from every episode that I've watched. Nice. And then it's another thing. Like sometimes you can get so familiar with mm. your surroundings that mm. you're not even able to appreciate the yeah. knowledge that's in front of you. Yeah. And all of the people that have been that I haven't went so far I'm friends with or close friends with Mm -hmm. but it's just beautiful being like able to receive from a different perspective yes that's good I like that oh well shout out God is doing something shout out to the Lord how are you doing? I'm doing good yes (laughs) I'm doing good um, yeah, we have so much to talk about. Oh my god. Y'all bison town. She stayed over. We're as in the gist. We haven't TV. even we've only been tiptoeing. We, we haven't uh, dived into anything. We yet. got a long drive it's coming up. Hard. We're, yes. <laughs> We're finna We are get into it. So, but you're well. You're happy to be in yes, Dallas, happy Texas. To be in my second home. Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. So, I mean, you you, you know, you've been watching this show, so you already know how this is gonna go down, mm-hmm. but I have a just is a question for you. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're just going to get into it, start with something light. Okay. And I want to hear your take on this. Okay. So the question we're going to start with is, do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? Oh, that's so <laughs> good. That's so good. Wow. Yeah. Um, so... Yes and no. Mm-hmm. That's such a good question, yeah. especially because of what we were talking about Bible study yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I think the image people see me as is somebody who's super nice, super bubbly, loving. Uh, she cute or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> um, but then also, I think. People don't realize that I also go through stuff. Mm. Like, people don't realize that I also... It's only my close friends that really know yeah. the story yeah. of Bailly. Yeah. Um, people don't understand that my life is just not pretty pictures on Instagram. Mm. Or, like, always being that, like, source of, like, oh my gosh, like, everything is going to go well, you know? Yeah, encouragement and positivity. A source of encouragement. Like, sometimes... Pour into bodies. Yeah. Like sometimes I need that. Yeah, um, and thank God for CG. <laughs> um, and just my tribe and my close, close friends because they're able to see. Moments inside of me that the world Mm -hmm. doesn't. So So you see, like the world sees one side of you, but like you're so much more complex. There's so much more complex Mm -hmm. things about me. Yeah. Okay. That's powerful. I mean, I know, but I mean, I think think it's. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's cool, right? Because I think we're gonna get into a little bit more of that complexity, and um, I mean, not everybody needs to know everything, but it's powerful when you can, like, kind of show up as a fullness of who you are and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to kind of conform to a certain image or perception that people hold you up against. It's like we were talking about in Bible study. It's freeing, you know? It's liberating. Like, child, I am myself today. And I know it's not what you expected, but here I am. am. (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so, like, tell us, right? If if it's a season—actually— let me ask you, like, who you are, yeah. right? And have you introduce yourself to folks? Because folks that don't know you might be like, well, I don't know her from nobody. <laughs> I didn't know if she was bubbly or not. But I really want to get into some of that complexity of this season as well. Bye bye. You're such a dope person. No Everyone wow. should get to <laughs> the opportunity to meet you. So I would like to ask you, who are you, bye? I am a woman of God. I am a mother of all nations. And I am a storyteller. A storyteller. storyteller. Uh, We love a good storyteller. <laughs> that's <one right> there. <laughs> let's get into it, okay, so you're a woman of God, yes. and so you're a woman of faith yes. um, and that's really important to you. you are mother of all nations that's what my name means yes for those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a storyteller, I think okay, so something that I'm noticing is actually like a through line in mm. those things, right um I won't go too deep, but like the idea that you are a child of God. He's given you a name that has this meaning. CGV <laughs> 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 going. I'm, Bye, bro. I, let me finish, I, bro. Man, <laughs> hey, you're giving me a name, <laughs> a powerful name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna play with you. <laughs> yes, he's given you a name that has this meaning, this significance that's really um, impactful and it speaks to life, mm. right? And then you are a storyteller. And so like what God has placed inside of you um through you mm. he is sharing something with the world and mm. and calling you to draw that kind of life and light out of other people. That's how I, you know, understand you even as it connects to like what you've said. And so Mm. I want to dive into the storyteller piece more like when you conceptual, because so many people can like understand themselves as storytellers in very different ways. Mm. So when you understand yourself as a storyteller, like what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. So, Taking it all the way back to childhood, Yes. before I used to go to bed, mm-hmm. my mom used to tell me African stories. Yes. And um, it would be, like, stories that had a meaning to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's usually how Proverbs and all this stuff goes. Yeah. And, um, and they would include, like, song and singing and all this stuff and, like, I grew up listening to that. Mm. So by the time I was already at a particular age, like I knew like I wanted to be a vessel to do that. Yeah. And it's not even like I knew it, like all God spoke to me, but just in the nature and, yeah. and how I was building and um, myself De- to develop, be like, developing. Developing, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I like got into theater. Mm. I always used to be the person who would like go out in front and like uh, talk to people. Yeah. Um, acting certain things. I was Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. You whatever. were? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was <laughs> a girl, the, cha- the journey. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you killed that role. Oh, oh. I like, ain't never been a Dorothy <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've over the years just developed that skill um, of storytelling and and also like relating to people like mm. i have such a heart for people so mm-hmm. i think that's what makes that gift even more powerful mm. because when i present myself to the world mm. if it's through film if mm. it's through performance mm. even if it's through poetry i'm not presenting myself as mm. Ba'i. Mm. i am the story, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm if I'm talking about refugees, I'm not. It's not bias speaking. Yeah. It's the migrants. Mm. If I'm trying to act a role. I'm just the vessel. Mm. Like, I'm just the body. Mm. The role is what's taking over. Yeah. Not on some crazy stuff, but like just being honest. You know, like Viola Davis, people love her so much because she's diverse. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see her in one play. You can see her in The Help. Yeah. And just be so touched. And then Mm -hmm. you can see her in How to Get Away with Murder. And it's a whole different. Yeah. But you can't tell me that's Viola. Mm. No. Like, those are two separate people. Yeah. You know? For sure. It storytelling is a very spiritual thing. Yeah, Like it's you, you, the voice is no longer you. Mm. It's what God is um, sending down for you to echo into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is very, very powerful. That was a lot. No, that was so deep. (laughs) There's so many places I want to go, but I guess like what that makes me think of then is... What is it? And this has always been a question, you know that I have for um, for folks who really understand how to embody, mm. you know, um someone else's story and like shine light on that in a way. like then what does it look like to connect with mm. your own story? like the buy behind the stories? that she tells you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying because like we started off with like okay like there's a perception and then there's like the complex reality and so how has that journey been i guess in really discovering and owning like your own story and walking in the truth of that and speaking truth to that um Mm. you know outside of you know whether it be I mean, you're an actress, you're a performer, you're a poet, you're a filmmaker. And so a lot of you, what you engage in is the telling of other stories. But like, what's by story? Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. I think that question is so complex. Mm. But to start on where by story is, it's the first thing that I mentioned, me being a woman of God. Mm. I want all my stories to show God's light in some way. Mm. And it doesn't mean like I have to be Jesus. <laughs> if I'm like <laughs> performing or directing, or it doesn't mean that. Yeah. No, it's like the character of God, the nature of God, the truth that's being told. Mm. It has to um, illuminate God in some type mm. of way, in some mm-hmm. type of manner. The reason why people love music, music and like movies. Let's mm. go to music. Let's just talk about music. Music is so universal. Mm. I can be listening to... There's a lot of controversy on Beyoncé. So hey, Beyonce. Just, it is what it is. <laughs> but let's say, let's say Beyoncé because yeah. everybody loves Beyoncé. So I could be listening to a Beyoncé song in uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Go to Cameroon and listen to that. No, you know what? I wanna use somebody a little bit more global. Let's talk about Michael Jackson, because mm. I feel like he left like a big legacy. Yeah. There's songs that I've played in my childhood in America mm. listening to Michael Jackson yeah. that my mom can listen to and be like, wow, I remember <laughs> when Thriller came out and everybody was like, Juju like, <laughs> like can take them back or yeah. like Billie Jean or all these different things yeah. because it's so like it touches deep within yeah it resonates it resonates deep, deep within mm-hmm. and it's like Okay, maybe English may not be my first language, Mm. but there, there's like a memory behind that. There's a Mm. touch that Mm. when I listen to that, I feel that in my heart, Mm. you know. Um, What's that song? Make a better way from you and from me. Oh, (laughs) we are the The world. world. Stuff like that, (laughs) like stuff like that. Like I'm trying to think of. Oh, Michael Jackson. (laughs) Yes, like stuff like that. Like. There's just so people that when you hear that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're touched. So if I'm in a room with different people yeah. from different parts of the world, and yeah. but that song plays and everybody starts singing, what happens? People become one. United. That's how the gospel should be, right? Yes. Hey, wait, no, you're preaching. Continue. <laughs> that's how the gospel should yeah. be. And that's why people have their own unique gifts mm. and what God has given them. Mm. Because you're supposed to use that gift to make people become one. Mm. And like the body of Christ, we're different. Our legs, our hands, da 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 da. But it's like the whole becoming one factor. Yeah. That is like the truth. Mm. And the truth for us is the gospel. Mm. So that was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) No, okay. So if I'm understanding what you're saying, like there is like an underlying thing behind anything that you put out into the world, and that it centers in you being a child of God and um, really sharing like something that touches people and draws them in in a way that the the gospel does and, and the way that God wants them to, like, feel his presence and his truth, like You're the so reality good. of it. You're so good at this. <laughs> she said that so well. You're so good at this. Yes. That's, exa- uh-huh. yes. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> and, and then so that leads for me, like, I want to understand more of – your journey with God, right? Because that's such a deep right revelation. Mm-hmm. God is one. God is whole, and when we become whole and in touch with like who we are, and um, bond and are unified over something, then there's a way that we image God in a sense, and we. Um, like fall more in line with his, with his design, that wasn't, that's not something that you like read. Like it Mm. feels like you have understood this on a level. And so like, I know you're a storyteller, but like, I am here to shine light on your story. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so like, what has that looked like for you? How has God written your story? Right. Let me say it like that. And how is God writing your story? Yeah. Okay, so just going back, my relationship with God started when, for real, for real, for real, started when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, um, my family was really going through a lot. My mom was really going through like a lot of like, what I'm about to tell you guys is also mm-hmm. like, um, it might be kind of weird for mm. those who are like, are not used to, like, the spiritual world. You know mm. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't understand, like, the spiritual realities or aren't are as familiar with yeah, it. Yeah. So, like, just disclaimer, but, like, hear me out. Yeah. So, right. um, my mom was going through a lot of spiritual attacks mm. um, and a lot of the different things kept on happening to our family. Mm. And... Um, one day she came back. So I was I wanted my mom knew I like to get dropped off early to mm-hmm. school. Um, and that day in particular I was getting dropped off early because I wanted to go meet a boy. Can you imagine? Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom came back and she was just like um from work mm-hmm. and she sat me down in the living room, all serious, and I was like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, bye, I had a dream. Um, and you know when African mothers say they have a dream, nice. we just never know to where it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Um and she was just like, Yeah, I had a dream that um we were in um on the highway mm. and an eighteen wheeler truck hit the back of our car mm. and we died, basically. Mm. But she was like, Don't worry, like um I canceled the dream, like nothing's gonna happen. And she told me and I started laughing. I started laughing because mm. I was like, Mommy, you're forcing like, <laughs> No 18-wheeler truck is going to hit the back of our car. Yeah. And literally, on my way to school, mm. an 18-wheeler truck hit mm. the back of my car. Mm. And the car was basically, like, all gone. Like, let's say this is the car. The only, two, the only thing left were the two seats in the front. Oh my God. And, like, literally, my mom screamed, Jesus. And suddenly, we ended up on the green mm, side of medium, the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You can't question God. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, God, no, I'm sorry. What have I done? <laughs> and from there, that's when my story began. And yeah. I was in high school. And then I started going to um, our family church now, Bethel, uh, Assemblies of God. If you are in San yeah. Antonio, check that out. Yes. Um, Bethel and Covenant, Assemblies of God. I started going there, um really growing my faith, like I joined the choir, and the thing is that was just so beautiful to me um is that when I was at Bethel, I saw a lot of like young people who love God, mm. and it wasn't even any type of young people like yes. they were like cute young yes. people like. Bossing up, like not crusty. I don't know. I would just <laughs> There's feel, an like, image you have in your head. Yeah, because you can grow up and just be used to like your parents. Yeah, be used to. And I went to different churches growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I, have we went to Catholic church, Presbyterian church, oh, wow, like Evangelist Baptist. Like yeah, we went to a whole <laughs> bunch of churches growing up. And I, I feel like sometimes your how you grow can also change how you view glow- mm-hmm. God and. No, I've never connected to any of the places. Mm. But finally I saw people that I was like, wow. Like, like I want, yeah. yeah, they look like me. Mm. And this is off-tangent. That's okay. Um, but also that's why it's important to just be yourself fully yes. when it comes to your yourself and your relationship with God. Like, don't try to if you're extra, be extra. Yeah. Like, if you if you have dreads, have dreads. Yeah. Like, because you don't know, like, that can also show God in a different manner. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we are truly the image of God. I'm not saying, like, wowed out. Yeah. But I'm just saying, be authentically you because you yeah. don't know who you could attract. Exactly. By just being yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I stand on. So just mm-hmm. going back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started going to Bethel, and then after Bethel... Um, graduate, not graduate, yes, graduated high school and then went to UT. And that's where I found my beautiful tribe sister, Stevie. (laughs) And- we started Haven. Yeah. Like, when I started Haven, sorry. Semi started Haven. <laughs> but we were involved in Haven. And I know freshman year, I was just in that thing like, ah, this is somewhere I need to be. I wasn't really serious. Describe for them what Haven is. Okay. So Haven is a student fellowship on mm-hmm. campus that does, like, Bible studies. Um, We also have, like, worship um, events and... um testimonial. Yeah. Services. services, yeah. Um, And it's just a way that people can, young people can fall in love with Christ. Yeah. Build community around And build community it. around that. And it was through Haven and Service, mm. me serving, and mm. leadership—that mm. I got to dive in deeper. Bro, you remember when we were both on the exec board? Like, when we? How, <laughs> what how many? We many what were we you? <laughs> all four years, basically. bro. And you were—you were like social media before you were I spiritual. So, yes. Yeah, oh so, my god. I was social media, Mind <laughs> you, I didn't know anything. <laughs> we're just like we're okay just ready to be here. And I re- also, fun fact about CG is I remember she didn't want to do it. Like, you were fighting. <laughs> yeah. You were fighting being because awesome. I'm like everyone was already calling me Simi little sister. sister. Like, bro, I am who I am. Like, don't tie me to this. And then I like and was then in she the ended organization. Up, yeah, and she was an amazing leader. Um, and it was through Haven that we also, yeah, like found tribe. Yeah. Um, and we found like the closest group of friends yeah. that um we hold to our hearts this day. Yeah. And yeah, and then from there it's just been a journey, like. I know I'll probably talk about it more in this episode, but it's only through your own personal relationship that you will see God. Yeah. Like you can't rely on the faith of your parents Mm -hmm. or your pastor at Mm -hmm. home. Like sometimes you have to walk and be a part of certain experiences in order to really feel and know who is this person you're talking about? Yeah. So yeah, that was my story. Oh my gosh, that is a beautiful story. Um and I think that like sometimes like when something That's a traumatic event, right? The Mm. eighteen Wheeler, but when something snaps you into the knowledge of the reality of God—not just the intellectual knowledge, but like a deep knowing—an encounter, an encounter with God—you're just like, okay, can tell you nothing. Like at least, like. I don't have to wrestle with like, are you for real like that? It's just like, you're real. Okay, now what are we going to do? Where are we going to go from here, right? And the impact of that. And what I really want to talk to you about then by, is like that, it wasn't like you encountered God in such a way. I mean, that was a very dramatic way to encounter God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like there can also be this sense that people get like, when you encounter God, everything is just like sunshine and roses. You know what I'm saying? Or your journey with God is just, it just makes your life, you know, you know, perfect. And like, not everybody believes that, but you know people believe that because when things aren't going right, they start blaming God. Then they're just like, what what are you here for if not to like, make things go better than they're going? Like, you're not doing your job. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I want you to like, Really talk about, um, you know, e- either in the past and the present, but like what some of those seasons have looked like, where um, it was it was you and God, and there was kind of a struggle or something that you had to like go through, and what it looks what it looked like to know God is real, know what you're going through, and then come out on the other side knowing that God could have taken something away but didn't, but then maybe did something in you in the process. Right. And so yeah, like what 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 has that looked like for you? So there's two times that come to mind. So I'll just talk about the first one because the second one is night's currency night, <laughs> that we're probably gonna get into later. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I was an undergrad, so when I was an undergrad, I was on the pre-med track as a lot of people either are pre-law or pre-med, um, for no reason though. I was there just just trying to make other people happy and I got to a point that I was like, okay, you know what? I officially know that this is not for me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. I want to be walking in my purpose and my gifts and like- this is just not where I want to be. Mm. So, I like stopped taking my pre med classes. I just focused on my major, my minor. I really enjoyed my minor. Mm, um, it was African-American, oh. African American African Diaspora Studies. Nice. Um, and I I just tried to see like okay, now that you're not doing this, like what what is it that you are going to do? Because mm. you're a junior at this point, so you need a plan, mm. right? So I remember when. Um, I like was like you know what I'm gonna start applying to PhD programs. Like mm. basically, they have these things in undergrad where you can like apply to. Um, is it like a fellowship? Like yeah, something like that. That's like you get that, and then it's a guaranteed spot to get into their PhD programs. Mm. And I was gonna focus on Africana studies. Like yeah, what I just talked about. So I was applying, 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 applying. And there was one school in particular um, that really touched me. It was Northwestern. Mm. Um, and I was like, for some reason, this school is singing to me. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> I applied, I applied, applied. And um, I got rejected from all of them. Mm. And mind you, it was like either 10 or more. Wow. And I was like, bro, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Like, what am I going to do? And then at that same time, junior year, I applied to... Um, this like program to do um, ethnography and performance, social justice work Mm. through performance um, in Ghana. Ooh, yes. So yes. So um, I applied to that and and then I ended up getting accepted to that, but then they canceled the program at the same time. So (laughs) then I was just like, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Like, what's happening? Mm. And then randomly, all of a sudden, like they said, like the program is back on mm. and like, um, and then I was like, okay, so now the program is back on. I would just like have faith and just like, do the program. And then something on my heart was tugging me saying that I need to buy a camera. Mm. And then I was like, okay, but how am I going to do it? So my tax return came in and I was like, okay, I'm going to use this, but it's not enough. So then I reached out to my friends, y'all, they donated their (laughs) money and I bought a camera. They helped me buy a camera. And before I went to Ghana, I was like, I know I need to make a film. Like, mm. I know I need to make a film. Like, this is for grad school. Mind you, I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't even know why I was saying that, yeah. but I just felt that tug and pull in my heart. Mm. And um I went to Ghana, figured out the camera as I was on the plane yeah. in the road, just filming and stuff. And then when I came back from Ghana, um, I was doing this PR internship. And people told me that I should get into PR just because I'm, like, such a people's person. Yeah. So I was doing this PR internship, and I met this guy um, that went to UT, and he was an RTF major. Mm. And we hated that job. Like, <laughs> it, we, it was not serving us. Sorry, this is long, but it's all Hey, take your time. So he hated that job. It wasn't serving us. Um, but we just talked about the importance of sometimes you just have to sacrifice and do things that you don't want to do. And yeah. then I did it for the summer never saw him again. So now... The semester is starting, mm-hmm. senior year is going. I'm trying to work on my GPA because I know I'm applying to schools. I just don't know what I exactly I'm doing yet. And I go on... A month. I'm pretty sure it was 21 day um, Daniel fast, mm-hmm. and I'm like fasting and praying for God to show me what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that I want to get into film, mm-hmm. like for real for real. And then I was like, you know what? I think I want to do this documentary program at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to do that is because Northwestern was like one of the only programs that allowed you to both study. Like black studies and film, mm. like you can study whatever and performance. Mm. So I could do whatever, anything I wanted. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like even though it's just documentary, like I'll be able to act. I'll be able to mm-hmm. study like about Africa. Like I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So. I'm like believing in faith. So I wrote down Northwestern, NYU, and Howard. Like those were the schools that I was going to apply to. So now it's just like me creating my film. Mm. And one of our friends, Daniel, I hope he's doing well. I haven't talked to him in so long. Me neither. Yeah. But one of my friends, Daniel, decided to edit the film for me. So Mm. I would like tell him what to do. You know, director and editor. Yes. And then, but Daniel was leaving. So now we're in the PCL. The PCL is our library. Daniel was leaving to LA for a program. Mm. So that was like the last day we had and it wasn't finished. Mm. And literally I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, do. I turn around, guess who I see in the library? Mm-hmm. It was Oscar, the guy that I worked with oh. at the PR firm <laughs> that was a RTF senior. Yeah. And he was like, hey, bye, how are you? And I was like, hey, like, he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I tell him the whole story. He was like, oh, I'll edit it for you. Oh my God. And then literally during that summer break, I mean, sorry, not with summer break, Um, winter break, yeah. I would like- um, drive down from San Antonio to Austin mm. and we'll just work in the PCL for like wow. a week or two. I didn't know this part. <laughs> yeah. We just worked in the PCL for the week or two. And then we just talked about how, cause he was applying for like another job mm. too. And we we're just saying like, you know, God is really going to help us to wow. get where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And so he helped me finish the documentary. Um, my GPA was finally at it need- where it needed to be um, to apply. And like, I just had faith to apply. Like, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to apply to these schools. And the thing is, the funny thing is about, um, when I was submitting to Northwestern, cause I submitted it, Not on the last day, not because I didn't have the stuff, it's because I was scared. Mm -hmm. And I was about to click submit Mm -hmm. and I was so scared. Like Mm -hmm. I was literally shaking Mm -hmm. and I caught Sari. Sari's little bro. I caught Sari and he prayed for me and I wiped my tears and I submit. And literally as I submit, the, the waiver of the application was like, I mean, the fee was wavered. Mm. Like I didn't have to pay for the application. It just told you you didn't, have to, pay didn't have to pay randomly. Wow! So I was like, oh, God was like, crazy. I got it. Don't even worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> so crazy. And then literally, like months go by. By the grace of God, like I got accepted into Northwest. Yeah, she did. So <laughs> the reason I say that entire story is because God was with me along the way. Mm. Like, what are the odds? I get rejected to PhD programs, but that's not where I wanted to be. But in that season, it was paining me. In that season, I felt like, what am I doing with my life? But God had better for me. God was, he made it so straight. What are the odds that I'm working at a PR company in there? That would be a helper of destiny to help me complete the film that I need to submit to get into grad school. It could, like... Who is a better t- storyteller? <laughs> like, like who, who is, is, a, is like uh, you cannot tell me that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Yo, and I remember that's wild. like even when I was a uh, getting trying to decide which program I got into I remember just praying for God to give me direction because NYU, by the grace of God, also accepted me. Amen. And um, Howard gave me an interview. Mm. But the thing is about Howard is like their interview was past the deadline of me to accept mm. NYU or Northwestern. Mm. And Howard was my third church, so I wasn't really worried about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was still cool that I got an interview. So I was really like praying, like, okay, God, is Northwestern where I'm supposed to be? Or yeah. like, is it any other program? and this is another thing how God will show you things so I remember Ruth was like why don't you call them like call them ask some questions Mm. so I called Howard I'm not no disrespect (laughs) before you people come and give me (laughs) don't don't act up in the comments like please like no disrespect to Howard I called them nobody's answering the phone I finally get somebody to somebody finally answered the phone from the film department and she's like hey I was like (laughs) Hi, my name is Baye Aben. Um, I'm calling because I submitted an application, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, you got the wrong number. Uh, this is the wrong department. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Can you please give me the information of the right department? She was like, no, you can look it up online. I uh, hung up. Uh-uh. Hung up. <laughs> hung oh, up. Oh, no. Can you imagine? I said, mm-mm, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> so then I caught NYU. No, and then, um, yeah, I caught NYU. Like, it was cool. I actually had uh, friends that were already in that program. Mm. So they were just telling me about their experiences. It wasn't bad, but NYU wasn't really offering money like that. Mm-hmm. So then, now I caught Northwestern. Bro, I get on the phone with the dean of the program. Wow. Um, Or the coordinator, one of them. Mm -hmm. And he's just so nice, Mm -hmm. answering all my questions. Mm -hmm. Just really kind, very this, very that. And I felt peace. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the kicker. When I had my interview mm-hmm. for Northwestern, I reached out on through social media, one of the black women who were currently in the cohort. Mm-hmm. And she told me to reach out to this one professor mm-hmm. that was the only black male professor. It was mm-hmm. this, He's this cool, dope guy from New York with dreads. Mm-hmm. And she was like, reach out to him. Um, I mean, watch his films because he might be one of the people film, um, asking you questions. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the people who asked me questions. Now here's a kicker. When I got accepted into Northwestern, the man reached out to me mm. and called me and was just like, "Bye, you know, um I just want to know like are you going to come with us?" And I was like, "I'm still really deciding cuz you know, Howard and NYU." And he was like, "Well, I want to tell you this. We wanted you so bad. Like you were our top applicant and wow. because of that, we gave you the most scholarship." Wow. And he was like, you belong here. Mm. And I just felt like. Northwestern was already my top choice though, Mm. but it was just like solidifying that God is in this. What are the odds again that the professor that she told me Mm. to go and watch is now calling me, Mm -hmm. telling me, (laughs) by that has no film experience, mind you, I was doing pre-med undergrad, that he wants me to be at that program. Yeah. It could only be God. It can only be God. So that's to show you, like, even within the journey, doesn't matter how up or down it is, He will show you, He will pull you. As long as you're reaching towards His heart, yeah. He will grab you yeah. and direct you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the first step is just taking that step. Yeah. And trusting and having faith that if God doesn't want you to be there, He'll mm-hmm. He'll redirect you. For sure. You know? For sure. Yes. Ooh, child. And the thing is, I was there. I know the story. She was there. (laughs) Every time you say it, I'm like, I get kind of chills, right? Because like the providence of God, like the sovereignty of God to hold you by the hand and like he sees a whole big picture and he is just like allowing you to flip one page at a time, at a time. one page at a time. He's like, "Now nah, I wrote the book, but let's just go, let's yeah. let's let's walk through the story." He's you know The, best like, you the best, like, oh, that's so powerful. That, what a testimony! Yeah, I know, First God of I all, and she's a graduate. Yes, mean, yes. My grace is <laughs> I graduated. She graduated from the program. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you, friend. You. I need to say that again, yeah. right? Because like. It's one thing to like know God is there, but to know He's for you Amen. enough to lean in Amen. to the hard things, the scary things, Amen. right? And something that stands out to me so much about your story is mm-hmm. community and connection, right? And it stands. <laughs> listen, it stands out to me, and I feel like just knowing you, like that, is a huge part of what. God has graced you to do even within your personality, but it's just real. It's just the truth. Right. And I think what's so powerful is that that grace is very intimately connected with your purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you are a storyteller. So you are, are designed in such a way that you connect people, mm. right? That you encounter people, encounter their stories in a way that they just feel safe and at home when they're mm. with by. You know what I'm saying? Aww. And it's 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 necessary to the work that God has you to do on this earth, right? Mm. And so, like, nothing is on accident, right? And so he's not just kind of, you know— in heaven like orchestrating and moving the parts he's like deposited something inside of you that is also operating within your life to like create the the destiny you know that he has for you and so That's powerful to me. (laughs) Like, I always, (laughs) I all me and my sister were joking the other day. We're just like, the thing is everybody need a buy. If you have a buy, you're You're okay. What do you need? She got your connections. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, what are you going through? (laughs) (laughs) Like, buy you're just that, you're just that person. You're that woman. So I love you, friend. Nah, bro. Let me tell you, we've been through it, bro. Bro, what do you mean? No, I like, and we'll go back on, but there's certain people in your life. Mm. I'm not even trying to get emotional, but there's just certain people in your life that you know. Oh, I oh friends, that's okay. Uh, I'm so thankful for I love for you. you. <laughs> I said Siju. <she> <laughs> it's like people in your life that you just know are supposed to be there. And a lot of decisions that I've made in my life have been because of you mm-hmm. and our friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and like tribe. Mm-hmm. And I don't take that for granted because people don't have that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, yeah, like even that whole testimony was a thing, but yeah. like- Y'all saw me Bro. when it, was, it down. was not. It sounds so put together like, after. Like, no, during it was hard. Rejection yeah. is hard. Yeah. Like not knowing what you're doing is hard. Yeah. And that's another thing. We need to stop thinking that we're just going to automatically know like yeah. every step of the way when Mm-mm. it comes to life. Sometimes, sometimes mm. somebody told me this. So good. <laughs> God gives us the bigger picture. God gives us the future. God gives us the prophecies just so we can mm. know that we need to depend on him more mm. to get there. Mm. It's not for us to do it on our own strength. Yeah. Mm. It's for us to rely on him. Like, yeah. all right, that's big, bro. But if you say <laughs> it, If you say you it. You do it. <laughs> you know what I'm figure saying? Figure it out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so powerful and so Relevant, I think, right? Because, like you said, like sometimes the grace that you need is in taking that next step of faith. And so, like, like just to carry that forward, I know you mentioned that there's two seasons, right? One that one that happened, and like one that is currently happening. And so, I do want to ask you, like, all right, you're out here, a woman of God, you know, mother mother of all nations, (laughs) you know, a storyteller. Um, and God is still writing your story. And so when it comes to this season of your life, what would you call this season of your life? That was good. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try, I try. What would you call it? And like, what does what does this season of my story look like? So right now... Um, the name of this season for me is Waiting in Luxury. Hey, <laughs> it's a luxurious waiting room. That's I'm <laughs> um, and even as you, what I've been learning is like, even as I wait in luxury, okay, this is good. Luxury is not only about Louis Vuitton, mm. it's about perspective. Mm. You don't understand how much you cherish something until mm. it's gone. Mm. I could be on a hot and sunny day mm. and all I need is some water, mm. a cold cup of water mm. and somebody randomly gives me water. I will cherish that thing. Mm. But then I'm in my house with AC and I'm thirsty and I'm like, ah, I can always get the water. Yeah, And that's my perspective perspective on Mm. how I view luxury right Mm. now it's not necessarily because everything is working out Mm. it's my perspective that even when things are not working out I will thank God Mm. and I will wait Mm. and I will use testimonies like what I shared before to help me Mm. so that's what I would call it oh my gosh (laughs) wait a minute let's get into this let's get into this because I too am in a season of waiting waiting. the waiting season actually never ends because I love how you're talking about it in the terms of luxury because I've just been talking about it is giving ghetto ghetto. ghetto. why are we waiting God you said what you said now you everything is looking like it's not what you said like what am I waiting for especially when it comes to life you know like okay we're in a stage you know early 20s some of us are mid 20s I was about to say It's mid mid, mid twenties and it's like okay like let me figure out my life let me figure out what I'm doing and so it feels so weighty yeah. the weight has weight Wait. hey, hey. Shut and up, so that was good. <laughs> like how do you how do you maintain that perspective mm. when the weight has weight and it feels like mm. it is um it is pressing on you. In a, in a way that doesn't feel very luxurious, it just feels stressful and anxiety inducing, and like even when you remember that I'm talking about myself, child. But like even when you remember the things in the past, you're just like, okay, but I'm sad in the present, and like, yeah. what does it look like really for you to like navigate that? Because I mean, talk about being like a a purpose friend, like mm-hmm. we, the way that you were talking about, like I've been there for you. I mean, like you have been there for me so mm-hmm. deep um, and, and like some shining, some light on this for me, but it is still so difficult, yeah. right? When you're going through it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want you to, yeah, just, just talk about like, what, what does it look like when the weight is so hard though? Yeah. Yeah. God give me grace to explain this. I think the weight will be hard because your faith is getting stronger. It's going to the gym. Mm. I always use this analogy. Mm. I always use this analogy. When you when you're going to the gym, Mm. you have to add weight. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. in order to lift, in order to grow, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you you can't just be doing twenty five. There's gonna be a point that you <laughs> add another five, yeah, another ten. Yeah. You'll be lifting that, you'll be lifting that, and it's hard. Yeah, but what's happening? You're getting stronger, stronger. Mm-hmm. and that's what happens when the weight is waiting. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's stronger. Your faith is getting stronger. It's a word. Yeah. Now you will still cause. Just because you wait doesn't mean you won't feel emotions. Mm-hmm. The emotions are—it's actually part of the weight that yeah. you're adding onto the. You yeah. To pushing, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying. But it's all necessary. Yeah. And I think the only thing that you can do other than gratitude, mm. because gratitude and your waiting season is the catalyst for change. Mm. If you're thankful for what you have now and what you have before, you for sure will know in the depths of your heart mm. that better is going to come. Yeah. But not only gratitude, but what was I about to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gratitude and... <laughs> wait, wait. What was I about to say? Um, Gratitude and... Dang, maybe that's all I was about to say something else because I didn't want to just talk about gratitude. Um yeah, I don't remember. It's actually okay. Okay, it'll come back, come back to you. <laughs> back Um, but yeah, like I I think that the waiting season is not supposed to be easy. Mm. And it's you're not you're supposed to feel the pressure. Yeah. And the that pressure is very difficult. Mm. But Who you run to Mm. is who your God is. Mm. Let's talk about it. Who you run to is who your God is. Yeah. If you are in a position where things are getting tough Mm. and then you run to your significant other, Mm. that might show you the God in your life. Mm. If, If you are, if things are getting tough and then you're putting all your energy towards work, that can show you the God in your life. Or you're going to the gym all of a sudden that can show you the God in your life. Mm. And then that's that is why sometimes God has to strip us from all of that. Yeah. He has to strip us from the gym, strip us from the relationship, strip us from work, strip us from things because he knows that's a God. Yeah. Like we said before, you can either choose to humble yourself or God will humble (laughs) you. Yeah. You know? And yeah, honestly, that's what the waiting season is about. But once you get that key, yeah, and you're able to unlock that door, mm-hmm. it's different. Like on my way to Dallas, actually, I was watching the Whitney Houston movie, mm. and um, I love watching like movies like that. Yeah, um, but it touched me. Mm. It really touched me, just because it made her seem so much more human. Mm. And I remember, um, what's her name? You know the lady who sings Goodness of God? The older one. That older version, though. Her Mm. name is Cecily Wine. Oh, Cece Winans? Is it her? I think so. She has a very nice smile. Yeah. Yeah, she's like brown skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. She was saying like randomly. I don't even know how I heard this. I was listening to her. I think she was actually singing Goodness of God and she was talking about Whitney Houston. Mm. And she was saying <gasps> yeah. that her and Whitney Houston were actually close friends. Yes, I saw this on an interview. Yes. On that show. Yeah, I think I think that's what I'm talking about. She was like, okay. her and Whitney Houston also are very close friends. Mm. And she was saying, but Whitney hated like that she was now like a big celebrity mm. because she felt so lost. Mm. She felt so lost. Mm. And she was just like, you know, why did God give me this gift? Like, I would just give it all back. Mm. That is what happens. And I'm not speaking about Whitney now. I'm just saying bigger perspective. When you enter into something you're not ready for, Mm. that thing that was supposed to bless you and to bless the world will take you down. Mm. And... The one thing, like, so I'm, for those who don't know, I'm into patentry. Yes, she is. I am. And a year or two ago, there was this young lady. um, I believe her name was Crystal. She was like um, Miss USA. Mm. She was a boss woman, Mm -hmm. a boss woman. She um, was a lawyer. I Mm. think she went to Berkeley. Wow. Yeah, she was very 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 beautiful mm. like long curly hair wow. like just so pretty yeah <laughs> it was very very so beautiful and a lot of people actually looked up to her mm. and because of like patentry, like her career just skyrocketed mm. and like she was everywhere mm. and she was somebody I actually looked up to mm-hmm. all of a sudden randomly I'm looking on my phone I see the girl jumped out <gasps> jumped out of her um penthouse (gasps) in New York and committed suicide. (gasps) Are you serious? CG, I'm not joking. I didn't know that. Yes, this happened right before I started my pattern journey. Oh, my God. And I remember God telling me, Bae, calm down. Bro. Calm down. Mm. The things in your life will come. Mm. But my timing. Mm. And I don't know what she was going through. Yeah. In the same way, I don't know what Whitney Houston was going through. Yeah. But the gifts mm. that God has given you, mm. if it's not done at the appropriate time, mm. will take you out. Mm. Oh. When you right. that, yeah. 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 So I think like that's something that we don't understand. Yeah. Because we can want something so bad. So bad. But when you finally get the acceptance at the wrong time, mm. you said it, right thing at the wrong time is still a wrong thing yeah so it's like sometimes you also have to keep that in perspective mm-hmm. sometimes you have to look and then the reason i share that entire testimony was because the pers- okay the perspective is always important think about like a a spiraling uh staircase yeah when you're at the bottom mm. all you see is what you see yeah so it's so heavy it's so hard yeah. but as you go up And you're right here and you're looking down. Yeah. It's like, actually, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense on why I went through that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So. It really is. I think that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I think I was gonna say gratitude and Perspective, perspective for sure. Yeah. Mm, that's so powerful. Thank you, Holy Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, that's so powerful. And I love that you wrapped it up with perspective, right? Because like, wow. It, okay, so we had Bible study last night. We did. And it connects <laughs> so <hard. laughs> It connects back to this idea that like even in a waiting season, even in a challenging season, because I think like sometimes sometimes we're waiting for something. We're waiting for the promises of God to be realized. We're waiting for that job, for that um acceptance and admission. We're waiting for that relationship, right? But sometimes like there's like a deeper level of waiting where like I'm just waiting for what feels like my life to be okay and stable. I'm just like waiting for for my peace to to be proper uh, and for the end of this anxiety, for the end of this depression. I'm waiting for the time where I won't be sobbing every day, crying myself to sleep. Like sometimes I'm not waiting. And you said this so beautifully um, yesterday. Like sometimes I'm not waiting for um, a change out here. Like sometimes I'm waiting for a change in here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For For... For me to become somebody, not just for my surroundings to be conducive to like what I think they should be, right? And I think that this is so powerful. This idea of perspective, right? There's one level to which the, we're looking at these. Things, events that are going to happen in our life and thinking about what they will give us. Mm -hmm. And God, from his perspective, Mm -hmm. right, and his point of view is seeing that the thing that you think will give you what you believe that you want is actually going to be the thing that takes it away from you if you do not transform on the inside Inside. and wait for my perfect timing and my perfect alignment, right? And so the thing that you're even chasing after, you're not even going to be the person that you need to be to walk in the fullness of that thing in a way that it elevates you and doesn't crush you, right? Like this is, okay, going back to weight, the weight of the waiting season Mm -hmm. like strengthens Mm -hmm. you inside. Like it strengthens the the person that God is creating you to be so that the pressure Mm. of what is coming and what God is calling you to walk in doesn't then crush you because you've been built up, right? You've you've developed the muscle to to sustain Mm. that season. But like what helps you to do that? Mm. Going back to what you're talking about, Mm. about perspective, right? And This is so good because what we talked about last night is joy, right? If I can see that God is not only giving me, like God is so sovereign that he will ultimately give me this final promise that I'm working towards. But there is a promise that I'm receiving right now, even in the middle of my waiting, that I am becoming. Humming a type of person, right? Mm-hmm. A type of woman that can live out the fullness of who God has created me to be, mm-hmm. right? That this is not for nothing, that there's purpose in the pain, like mm-hmm. that God is working all things together from my good. Mm-hmm. And the good is not just in the future, the good is right now as mm-hmm. well, right? Because mm-hmm. I never would have been who I needed to be mm-hmm. if not for what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, like, it doesn't mean I don't cry, like it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Like, yeah. the pain is still the pain. But there's, like, a perspective that can bring about joy. And guess what? The joy of the Lord is it's my strength. Is our strength. strength. Got is it. Our strength. Got it. I was going somewhere. And it was, Holy Spirit, was going somewhere because I was like, where am I going? But, like, the muscle. Like, bro, that joy is my muscle. Okay. Right? Like, the, the the weight that I'm lifting in this season is building my capacity, my yes. strength. And what does that strength look like? That strength looks like joy, yeah. right? To say, this is not going to take me out. Ooh. To say who I am. Yes. Who I am is more yes. important than what I do yes. even. Yes. So when I get that thing, like I'm doing this, but that doesn't you. define me. It's not my identity. It's not my, that's my identity Bro. thing. Like, we... Purpose is bigger than just you. Yes. Always. <laughs> Bro, God was, God was reading me about this yesterday. Like bigger <laughs> than you is bigger than career. Yeah. Career is not the end goal. Yeah. Even family is not the end no. goal. Relationship is not the end no. goal. The end goal is him. Mm-hmm. It's always him. And if it's not going back to him, then it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. Like in this current season that I'm in right now, there's a lot of things that I feel like God is telling me and showing me that I'm mm. going to do and that I want to do and all these things. And I believe it. Like, yeah. I, I believe it. Amen. It's going to <laughs> past. But I realized that I started making it about myself. Mm. I started making it about myself. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. Yeah. Because what you define yourself as can mm. take you out. Yes. What you put your identity in can take you out that is not, it's not stable enough. Because once is gone. <laughs> yeah. Now, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Just looking. Looking. Looking how right? you Right? And then you when, you, uh, when you talk about Winnie, when you talk about Crystal, like, it all connects, yeah. right? Um. And, and not that, because we don't know, this story, we don't there's, know their story, but there's this course. bigger, there's this bigger picture, exactly. right? That um God God does things the way he does it sometimes okay. so that we can be defined, so he can really bring out who we are at our core. Yeah. It's not dependent on that thing. Yeah. Right. And so he yeah. can strip it away or delay it. Yeah, or, or delay. Ooh. Or just <laughs> Bro, Stephanie, good sis Stephanie. Ooh. I watched the video you sent me so about what do you believe, bro? bro? I didn't even text you. I meant I was like, bro, bye, bye. So it's really dropping gems. Good. Because Stephanie is dropping gems. And how she was talking about like, we're just on earth, like going through this life. We don't know that the things that God has established, the person, right. Like you were talking about Oscar. Like Oscar needed to get to a point where he was at the PCL where he could help you with what he could help you with. And that summer you didn't even realize what was coming. No, I didn't. Right? You were just walking through your journey. Through my journey. Exactly. Right. And so, like, she, she put it so beautifully, just talking about like God has written this it's not even that he's delaying things sometimes like this is actually how it's supposed supposed to go and what happens is that our reality falls short of our expectations right but our expectations we don't have the context of how god is orchestrating things for our own good right so what are our expectations based off like societal standards (laughs) and like what pressure other people are putting on us but That disappointment is not disappointment in the eyes of God because in the eyes of God, He's like, I haven't changed. I'm still faithful and you're still exactly where you're supposed to be. Just keep on going. You know? Yeah. So that's powerful. Thank you, friend. Yeah, no, thank you. Oh my gosh. That That is so good. That is so good. And so, wow, it's a luxurious waiting season. It's a luxurious waiting season. And like Even with that, like I said, it is perspective, but it's like, God has also blessed me a lot. Like, sometimes the L's can make it look worse than what it is. True. You know? But then it's like, girl, what you're sitting in right now, you prayed for it. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like. I God, I want to be here. I want to be in Chicago. I want to be in school. I want to graduate. Yeah, you pray for that. Yeah. Yeah, You pray for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like. God answered. Yeah, yeah, God answered. And it's connected, right? The gratitude gives you perspective, yeah, right? Ooh, and when you take good. perspective, it makes you grateful. Because now you can see yes. what, you know, the that's disappointment might have been blinding you to. That's good. In the past. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Shout out to God. She does have to me, like, <laughs> It's touching me. LOL. Okay. Oh my goodness. L-O-L-O-L. Bye. I want just one... Um just one last question that I actually want to ask yeah. you is um I I want to ask you you in particular okay. this question about light. And what do you how have you I guess encountered what you would consider light? And I want to ask you this question in particular because like this people that comes to mind you know when i think of light Jesus <laughs> you know my um, close family bye <laughs> you I know what I'm saying so, so <laughs> I am I am <laughs> um, but like truly because there's a way that you exist in this world my oh. dear just being all yourself that really like permeates and touches those who encounter you um, and I always get so curious about like okay but who who has been the light in Bai's life or who are those people that have touched you that caused Mm. this catalyst effect and this ripple that spreads out and shines out to others, you know, in the world as well. Like, Mm. what is that thing inside of you that is like illuminated or or how would you Mm. define that or describe that? And then I guess the second part of the question is like, you know, in what way do you feel like you now carry forward that mm. gift of light in order to like bless other people I think mm. it's connected to a lot of what we're talking about but you shine so authentically oh, right and so I'm just curious like is there something that you've identified that was a catalyst for that and it's going to be the mm-hmm. continuation of that that's a really good question I've never you know I thought, about thought about that, that. Yeah. no um I know a lot of people do call me a light, Mm. but it's just so funny people do that. (laughs) I'm just Mia. (laughs) Like it's just little old body. Um. So honestly, from where I got that from, basically, Mm. I would say it's God. Like, it's not even like I grew up in like an overly like no, like. No, like I grew up with some challenges, mm-hmm. grew up with like some problems, um, just like everybody, yeah, has, um. But I would just say, like, I, I think that, that's just like a, something in my DNA that God has placed there, mm-hmm. that I can't tell you like this is where I started mm-hmm. from, but I can tell you that every day that will shine through. Amen. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Now how I get that, mm. like day by day, why mm-hmm. from people, mm. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch me in a city, you will catch a function. Yeah, I, I will literally bring everybody She's a together. Connector. Yes, and I just feel like so like it's like a natural high that you get. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I've never gotten a high before, but. Shout <laughs> out God. You're so funny, You're so bro. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like musicians when they're saying they're on stage and they mm, just feel it. You yeah. Know? Sometimes I get that too if I'm performing, mm-hmm. like on stage. Um, But it's like, I get that same type of thing when I'm with people. Yeah, And maybe it's just like, god showing me the love like i can literally mm. feel people's love it mm. doesn't even mean like they have to be doing nothing crazy yeah. it's like i can just feel it yeah and because i can feel it i can transmit it and mm. take it in and, and give it, it out. out yeah um but i just love people yeah. i have a heart for people yeah so much so it it like Seeing people smile makes me smile. Oh. And then I'm happy that if I smile people smile. Yeah. I think that's the whole the cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah, so mm. I think it doesn't it doesn't even start from me. It starts from like the world and what I see and what I take in. Yeah. And then because of that I can breathe it out mm. and then people can receive that yeah. and do the same. Mm. You know? Mm. Um but every yeah, everything is by the grace of God, honestly, wow. because it's not mm. like I've noticed it and I feel like Even the older I got, the more I was like, oh, like, ah, like, like, you're alive. But I never, younger, like, I never could see that. Mm. Even high school, I don't really know if I saw that. I think that was more like when I stepped into college, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah. That's so powerful. And I think, too, like, there is so much darkness in the world. So 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 much. So much. And so, like, there's a sense in which how does light even shine except for darkness or like there's when it's really dark is when the light you really see the illumination of the light when you really need it when you really cherish it you know what i'm saying it's like turning on a a lamp when it's so bright and sunny outside you're like okay like you don't really notice the difference but when light steps into the mist of darkness when by steps into a room like you you notice something and it connects back all the way back to the beginning for me right mm-hmm. because you talked about being a storyteller and how your job is to like help people basically see or your work is to help people basically you know see and feel something that we're all united, we're all connected. Yeah. And like, to me, like your storytelling, I'm just gonna articulate the way it's coming to my spirit. Mm-hmm. Like your storytelling creates a cycle of light, Ooh, right? That's that, good. Like, as a storyteller, you are like a light generator, mm-hmm. right? So where you can share something and you can, and it's what you do is just a manifestation of who you are. That's mm-hmm. how I'm really conceptualizing it. like where I'm understanding from you and correct me if I'm wrong, but like bias someone who just naturally because of the grace and the gifts of God, like um, enjoys um being around people and and sharing joy and love and, and light with people and seeing them smile and then you smile and everyone's happy and there's this unity, right? And that's how you function as a person. But that's also how your storytelling and your works, your work functions, mm-hmm. right? It reaches people, it, it touches people, it makes them feel something. And that feeling, no matter the different, you know, um, diversity of people, there's a kind of unity Mm -hmm. in that feeling and then they can pass it on, Mm -hmm. make someone else feel something, right? And then it's like a cycle of life. And so I didn't really mean to get that deep right there, but that's just how it was ministering to me because like like the way you walk in your purpose is so dope because it's just like a natural outflowing, Mm -hmm. right? Of like who God has created you to be. And I admire that. And mm. so many people are so hungry, like what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Mm. Um, and they don't realize like living in their authentic truth that's is something is I yes. mean, you will um discover it. And so I thank God for your life. Mm. Like everybody need a buy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? So <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> but everybody needs a vibe. Oh my god, thank you. No, thank you. I- <laughs> I wanted to say this about CG. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just so proud of her. I'm going to look at the camera. I'm oh, my god! I'm so proud of her because, <laughs> guys, it's one thing to be ambitious. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to be purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. And that is what you are. Mm-hmm. And there's a – CG doesn't know this, but because <laughs> of what she does – it is truly a domino effect to a lot of people. Mm. And people see you. Mm. People see you. Even if you don't feel like people are watching, people see Mm. you. And I'm not even talking about podcasts. This is even small. Mm. I'm talking about day-to-day life, Mm. how you act, Mm. how you position yourself, Mm. how you lead, Mm. how you're so selfless, Mm. how you are mentoring people. Mm. Like, people see that. Mm. And people are transformed by that Mm. so this light point thing is stamped across your heart Mm. it's stamped across your face Mm. and i want you to feel it Mm. and believe it Mm. because you're not doing this for no reason Mm. and i i i see it so clear Mm. i said i saw this when you told me about the book many years ago but i just know you're going to be somebody who is a a woman of god a spokesperson a a just like a true light in the kingdom. Amen. And so many people are going to be drawn to you mm. because of your heart mm. and because of your light mm. and because of your story. Mm. And like, CG, not to make this like whole thing about CG, <laughs> but you're just so good at so many different things mm. that is not on accident. Mm. You know? Mm. And that's beautiful. Mm. And you should really be proud of yourself. You should be so proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like you do things anyhow. You do them well. (laughs) Like, you do them well. (laughs) Like, well. (laughs) Like, everything gets better with you. I've never seen you go back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me, I messed up. (laughs) I've never seen no, you my whole life with you mm. since undergrad days. Bro. You've only stepped forward. Mm. I've never seen you go back. Mm. And that alone is a testimony. Mm. So as you continue to walk, mm. remember that you're walking. Amen. And it's going forward. You're not going back. Yeah. Like you're walking. Mm. It might be hard, but walk. Yeah. Take that step. Mm. Lift that toe. <laughs> because God sees you. Amen. And He's been faithful. He's been faithful. Yeah. Yes. Like, and he will continue. Amen. So that's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, not you flipping the skips on me. She hijacked the show. No, Bye. This is, is yours now. Oh. Is <laughs> Bro, oh, thank you, yeah, friend. I'm so proud of you. Oh. And I know, like, CG. Bro. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. What an honor! What an honor it is to have you. No, bye for real. Oh, here we go. Stop. Okay, it's gonna be a love fest. (laughs) But like, what an honor. I mean, you talked about like there's people like encountering people helps you like encounter God in a sense because when people, you know. Um, wrap their arms around you, like love. Love is God is love. Yeah. So the love that people give you, like it reflects God in your life, and you, my dear, have reflected God in my life so deep, uh-huh. so deep. In the darkest moments, I mean, we have really been through it. We've been through. I it, mean, we've bro. been bro. Do you remember before I wrote the book, bro? bro. You, yeah. I, I remember. I was sitting in there, and yes, I called I you, and I was shaking and yeah. I was and like, to for to have someone who helps carry the weight of your Mm -hmm. destiny, bro? Like, this is not just casual stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is whatever you just said about me, there's things that I'm walking into that God knew that I needed, I needed a, person a community a, a word um, a love right mm-hmm. and like the way he has enabled you to embody his love for me so mm-hmm. purely just by being you mm-hmm. is like whatever I do whatever lives I'm going to impact we are going to impact lives friend yeah. we're in this together like we purpose sisters <laughs> you know what I'm saying you are going to impact lives I'm going to impact lives Amen. whatever lives I impact yeah. like they are in a very like direct and tangible way a result of the my life being impacted by you Mm -hmm. and as I like I was able to go forward because in a season where I felt stuck Mm -hmm. in a season where I feel stuck like Mm -hmm. you are um encouraging me and pulling me forward and pushing Mm -hmm. me forward and standing with me in the stuckness Mm -hmm. and like saying I don't have to stay there in a way Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to reach them because you reached me. Oh, <laughs> so uh, cool. One last thing. Okay. <laughs> and this is not even about, I, I'm just going to wrap it up. Okay, yes, wrap it up, wrap it up. It's not it up. Even about me and CG. It's about carrying weight. Yes. Going back to the gym analogy too. Yes. Sometimes community is needed. Yes. To help, to help lift, you carry that weight. A spotter. Weight. You got to have a spotter. You got to have a spotter. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh it's okay. Yeah. I got you. Oh no 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 no, no. fine like you need that you really do need that because you cannot go through Mm. a pushed out season Mm. in isolation. Mm -mm. No God is pushing you. Mm. God is pushing you. Mm. God is pushing you. Mm. But you also need people to just Yes. He like, works through people. He works through people so yeah. much. He works through people so much. So I really just encourage you yeah. guys. Like, if you don't have people that are pouring into you, if mm. you don't have people that are serving you, like go find that. Yeah. We ended up becoming close because of Haven. Yeah. And not everybody has a Haven. Not everybody yeah. has a community mm. like that. But like, CG, if I didn't go to Haven. Bro. Where would, we be? And Where would we be? And the thing is, like, I, I just want to encourage people once again, like pray for it. Like, let God know it's the desire of your heart. Because like I I <laughs> I've told you this before, like, by and tribe, like, answer to prayer. Very yeah. specific prayers. Like, mm-hmm. I I know it wait feels like it's crushing me, God. I need I need spotters, God. Mm-hmm. And it took time. That it was a waiting time. season. That's the season, good. because some people feel so, I know I can relate to anybody who feels like like ah, oh, I know I need community, but like where they at? Like I can't, you know, manufacture them out of nowhere. Don't worry. Like the your season is is for a reason. <laughs> like the, the season which feels like solitude and isolation, and the season where like God is preparing those people that are gonna come around you and surround you, and He sees yeah. your heart and He knows you need community. He knows, he knows you need it. community. It's it is coming, and so I pray, man. I pray, I pray, cause I know how I never would have made it without God. <laughs> And the community that he's given me. So I pray for anybody who might be like, ah, oh, I need community, community of faith that we pray for you. As in, bro, by the prayer warrior, no. new level. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, new level, bro, like that will stand with you, that will um, encourage you. Like it's so, so needed to carry the weight of of just the glory, right? Mm-hmm. That God even wants to... To shine out in the world through us, like yeah. we can't carry it alone. That's so, <gasps> friend, I love you. this was so good. Uh, I'm blessed. bro. Every time, and the Holy Spirit is just like, I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Thank you. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. You always show up and show out. I mean, you don't do things small, God. Like you are a big God and you have such... A heart for your children, oh God. I thank you for your daughter, bye, oh God. I thank you, oh God, because you have made her a light, oh God. She shines in this world and it gives glory to our Father in heaven, just like the way it's supposed to be. And we're so grateful, God. We're so grateful, God. We're so grateful, God. Um, Just for all that you've done and, and the perspective that you're giving us and the grace to just, I mean, have a luxurious waiting season is a beautiful thing, oh God. And so I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for, um, just allowing us to fellowship and discuss here today. And I pray, oh God, I pray. I pray for anybody watching this, anybody listening that may be in a waiting season, mm-hmm. that may be wondering, ah, oh, when is this going to mm-hmm. end? Like, I know God is building, but it hurts in the moment. Mm-hmm. It, the rejection hurts the, the suffering hurts the the isolation hurts the loneliness hurts and I pray for them. I pray that they would know that God feels with them, that Jesus weeps with them, that we do not serve a God who is unfamiliar with our sufferings. And at the same time, he knows that this endurance, this patience is doing a perfect work. And so I pray, oh God, for the grace to wait well, oh God, and to wait in community, oh God, and to be encouraged and to have joy and peace even in the middle of everything oh god i pray that you would be the light that shines in their darkest night oh god and if they as they hear this oh god it would touch something in them that would draw them closer to you in the mighty name of jesus we give you all the glory we give you all the the praise, O oh God, and we appreciate you, O oh God, for friends, O oh God, that touch something deep in our soul that needs to be nourished, oh God. It's only by your grace. We worship you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you all so much for watching, listening, tuning in. It's been such a blessing. And don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. subscribe. You know someone that needs to be encouraged, is looking for community that's in way. a waiting season. I'm telling you, send it their way. And I pray that God um, blesses you and you go out and live in the light. Bye. Bye guys.